You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. This is Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. My name is Kevin Cirilli. I'm the chief Washington correspondent for Bloomberg Television and for Bloomberg Radio. Coming up, we have the full latest analysis and reaction to the impasse on Capitol Hill between Democrats and the White House and Leader McConnell with regards to economic stimulus. All of that, plus I'll take you live to the White House in the next hour when President Trump steps behind the podium for his daily briefing. I'll bring you that as it happens. But I'm still focused on geopolitics, a major breakthrough in geopolitics in the Middle East as Israel and the UAE have agreed to establish ties and Israel has agreed to suspend efforts to declare sovereignty over parts of the West Bank. Reading now from the Bloomberg Terminal, my colleagues report Israel and the United Air, uh, Israel and the UAE reached an agreement to begin normalizing relations, a potentially historic breakthrough hailed by American and Israeli leaders as a crucial step toward peace. Yet assailed by Palestinian officials as a betrayal. We welcome now to the program Avi Berkowitz. He is a White House assistant to the president and special representative for international negotiations. Avi, thank you for making time. What, when, or first, how did this deal come about? So, Kevin, thank you so much for having me on. And if I could just take a quick moment just to recognize President Trump, uh, without whom this historic agreement uh, could not have been reached. Uh, in addition, Prime Minister Netanyahu and Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Zayed of the United Arab Emirates, the three leaders, you know, tremendous courage uh, coming together to make this agreement. Uh, this has been in the works for some time. Uh, led by Jared Kushner, the team has been in consultations, by the way, with numerous Arab and Muslim countries. Uh, but about a, over a year ago, uh, we felt we had a bit of a breakthrough with the uh, United Arab Emirates. Uh, so we continued to have consultations, discussions, and obviously uh, in January of this year, we put out the Vision for Peace, which is the administration's peace plan um, to for the conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Uh, but ultimately, with the corona uh, and all of the, you know, difficult things that sort of arise as you're trying to help uh, uh, run things. Uh, you know, th this sort of fell a little bit behind. Um, and over the last few weeks, probably about six, seven weeks, uh, it really emerged. Uh, one of the sort of important components uh, was sort of the application of Israeli law. Uh, the July 1st deadline that Prime Minister Netanyahu had set created a bit of a sort of 
push in the region for people to decide if there was something sort of else that perhaps uh, was 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 perhaps better to be focused on at the at this moment. Uh, and so when the United Arab Emirates sort of reached out to us, we were very excited to follow up with them. And today is sort of, you know, it coming to fruition. And meanwhile, the Palestinians have reacted by going into an emergency session. Uh, what does this mean? Does this further isolate the Palestinians? And what reaction are you anticipating from them? So, you know, the Palestinians, uh, I personally speak to Palestinian business people, and, you know, I obviously won't name any because it creates complications for them. Uh, but the people that I'm speaking to, understand that this is actually a really positive, historic step forward. Uh, when we put out the vision for peace, as we call it, on January 28th of this year, uh, it sort of laid a framework, and it's perhaps something that some people like and don't like, but it's a framework, a beginning for discussion. It's something that could be changed if the Palestinians would come to the table and negotiate. And I think a lot of Arab countries, specifically in the Gulf, uh, sort of saw this as an opportunity uh, because here's a plan, it's ready. When the Palestinians are ready to come to the table, there's what to negotiate over. It's a two-state solution. It calls for a specific map with borders. And, you know, leaders in the region, I believe, no longer want to allow that conflict to hold a veto over their progress and their stability and their economic initiatives and their prosperity. And so what we found is that the Palestinians, unfortunately, have not engaged, uh, but the opportunity is there for them, but their ability to stop progress is also being stymied. And so we're, we're, we're pretty excited about that. And it's my sincere hope that they call me. I reach out to them all the time. I'm not embarrassed to admit I call them. They don't call me back. And, you know, uh, that's their opportunity. Uh, it's, 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 you know, it's unfortunate, but I, I hope that perhaps their, their opinion will change. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Avi Berkowitz is on the line. He is the assistant to the president and special representative for international negotiations. Uh, we're talking about the Israel-UAE deal. The UAE uh, becoming the third Arab country to open relations with Israel, the other two being Egypt and Jordan. All right. So when I when I spoke with Jared, when I was speaking with um, officials earlier this year following the announcement and the rollout of the Middle East peace plan, uh, one of the the... You can't talk about this and not talk about Iran. And I asked you about the Palestinians, but it what role did the distrust, Avi, in Iran, in Tehran in particular, and the oppressive regime uh, in Iran, what role did that play in helping to broker the Israelis and UAE in this normalization? Yeah, I mean, I think you make a great point. Um, the region, you know, it sort of has a bit of a choice to go... 
towards Iran's sort of way of thinking with proxies and militias causing, you know, terrible acts throughout the region or to take a right, you know, and uh, follow a path of peace, security, and stability. And, you know, the president has been extraordinarily clear that he has nothing against the Iranian people. He knows that they are smart, accomplished, really impressive people who have unfortunately been held hostage by their situation. And it's our hope uh, that everybody in the region will see today's announcement, see that opportunity it's exciting, right? I mean, it's peace. It's such an exciting thing. I mean, who doesn't want to take the first flight from Abu Dhabi to Tel Aviv? I would love to be on that flight. Maybe you can join me. Uh, I'm just super excited. And, if I'm allowed to travel. That, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's funny, but in the age of corona, you sort of have to even rethink peace agreements a little bit yeah. in ways that you might not initially have, have thought through. Um, but, you know, Eventually, when people are allowed to go to places again, uh, it's going to be a very exciting, you know, thing. And, and tourism is going to pick up. It's, you know, it's, it's really going to change the region in ways that we may not even be able to sort of realize at this time. And that's why there's really smart, innovative people throughout the region that are that are going to figure that out. You know, I remember on the first international trip when President Trump took that flight from Saudi Arabia to uh, to Israel and, and just the significance. And, and, and one thing that people of all different faiths and all different beliefs can recognize is the importance of, of how important that land is and that region is to people of all different uh, uh, faiths. I got to ask you, uh, for, in terms of reaction, uh, are you concerned at all, or what is being done to address the concerns that this might embolden, dare I say it, Hezbollah? And and uh, what? how does that factor into this? So, you know, Lebanon is in a sort of really precarious, complicated place at this time, obviously after what took place the other day in Beirut. So, you know, I, th- I think it sort of comes down to when a good thing is going to happen, do you sort of allow the spoilers of the world, the people who have bad intentions to try to sort of scare you into submission, or do you pursue what you think is just? And what I love about President Trump and what it's so, you know, I'm so appreciative of him is that he sort of gives you the bandwidth to pursue what he believes and knows to be right. And uh, as a result, I think his administration has accomplished historic successes in the Middle East, and today is just one more example of that. And we're just, we're all really very excited. <laughs> and so as a result of this, what does this do, Avi Berkowitz, for the next phase of the vision for peace? Is there room for a multilateral deal between the Israelis so, and the Arab states? Or Yeah, go ahead. I, I apologize for interrupting. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's a great point. Um, Jared Kushner, who has led these negotiations, alluded to this today. We are having high-level conversations with numerous other Arab and Muslim countries. And we, we truly believe that this is an icebreaker, that this is something that could have a domino effect for other countries in the region that could lead them towards, you know, perhaps full normalization or direct flights or, or other historic steps. And, and, and we've been in contact with them as, as recently as today about, about these things. And, you know, when you're working an agreement, it's hard to sort of focus too much on on other agreements. Uh, You know, it's it's a little difficult, but you still have to. And, you know, we're hopeful that that in the coming, you know, weeks and months that we'll be able to pursue other diplomatic accomplishments as it relates to normalization, but also while keeping our our vision on on the, you know, the deal, the vision for peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians, because, you know, that's a big problem, right? It sort of, that does not go away. And, 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 the Palestinian people deserve to have better lives. And I've sort of tried, 
you know, any way I could to sort of reach out to their leadership and just really sort of express that I think I think there's opportunity for us if we were talking to come to the table and, and find some sort of agreement. And I'm hopeful that, 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 that they'll, you know, agree to do so. And, and time will tell. And, and, you know, thanks, you know, thankfully, President Trump was able to accomplish what he did today. And hopefully more will be happening soon. Just a couple more questions for Avi Berkowitz, who uh, is joining us from the White House. Is there going to be a signing? Is there, do you think that we're going to get uh, a signing at the White House uh, between Prime Minister Netanyahu and uh, some UAE officials? Uh, yes, I do believe so. We when? Are in... You want to tell me when? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like to know that, too. You know, we're, we're, we're in discussions. You know, these things are, are complicated. Also, Corona is a complicating component, but... Tell me you know, about Israel it. Has a case that, you know, so every country has to deal with their own sort of, you know, in, internal complications that arise. But we are in, we are discussing it, and and, I, and we're hopeful that in the coming coming weeks we'll have uh, something very exciting uh, at the White House. And just a final question uh, to you, uh, just to go back to this issue of the Middle East peace plan. Uh, do do you think that this development will? further put pressure on the Palestinians, and I know you don't want to go into the specifics of who you're talking to, but do you think this will further put pressure on them to suggest, you know what, this is another now Arab state that is that is looking at this new shift in the region, looking at the economic ties, looking at the tourism opportunity, the long-term investments, looking at the way that the geopolitics in the region is shifting, both from a generational perspective, from a cultural perspective, and from a policy economic perspective. Does this put more pressure on that on the uh, Palestinians to, to go more in line uh, with the vision for peace? Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. It's a great question. And I think the answer is probably. Uh, it's sometimes hard to predict how people will sort of react to things. But what I think is certain is that the Palestinian people are very smart, educated people. They're going to see this news. They're going to wonder, you know, when is our deal coming? You know, this is something that is, you know, years, decades in the making. And now the Emirati people have something to be excited about, as do the Israelis. And I would imagine that Palestinian people themselves are sort of curious of, well, you know, what is our leadership doing to propel us towards a, a resolution? And so it's our sincere hope that they'll come to the table in the near future. And whenever they're ready, I'll be here waiting. So <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to leave it there. I want to thank Avi Berkowitz uh, for calling in. Uh, he, of course, is uh, the assistant to the president and special representative for international negotiations, calling in on a crucial day uh, for his team uh, and as it relates to the Israel-UAE agreement. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.